Welcome to the Jolf Man podcast. Thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen. I do hope that listening brings you value. I'm Neil Plimmer and I'm the Jolf Man, a name that I have picked up from children and teachers in primary schools. It has stuck and seems to fit reasonably well. I'm the host of this podcast and will regularly share thoughts, ramblings and ideas about golf, sport, play, teaching, coaching, learning and anything else that might pop up into my mind. What a, with a particular focus on children's and families' first experience of golf and sport. Alongside these rambles, I'll be having chats with others to share their thoughts, get different views and perspectives and explore topics in further detail. Joel's mission is to provide positive first experiences in schools and at golf clubs for children and their families so they can play golf independently, enjoy playing together and learn as they play. We aim to give every child in every primary school in England the opportunity to play golf. I do hope that you enjoy the podcast and find value. Please get in touch with your thoughts, comments, feedback and ideas. I'd love to hear from you. Holly Prescott, PE Sport Strategic Manager from Mid-Sussex Active. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hiya. Um, thank you for taking the time to come onto this podcast. We've known each other for a long time. We um, have, yeah. It's been a I few was... a few years in very di- in different roles. Yes, and I was, so I was keen and interested to get your get you on and get your thoughts on wh- what you do, who you are, and also obviously around the focus of children and families' first experiences. So, for everybody that doesn't know you, and for the thousands of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> who are you where are you at what do you do what on earth is a PE and sports strategic manager um okay so um P, starting with my role a PE and sports strategic manager um for mid-sussex active um mid-sussex active is a um school sport partnership um we support a network of primary and secondary schools um to provide pupils with um, greater opportunities to participate and compete in high quality PE and sport, basically, in a nutshell. Um, this is achieved through various programmes and projects, but um, a kind of comprehensive events calendar is at the heart of what we do, um, which involves festivals um, and competitive opportunities. Um, and we also run professional development, um, establish leadership pathways to give children the opportunity to and take part in sports leadership um, and we also run um, or develop um, a volunteer workforce as well which enable some of the events to happen. Um, my role um, within that partnership is um, I have the responsibility um, of kind of advocacy with head teachers, uh, external partners, county sports partnership, the school games network um, I kind of have an overall responsibility for the sports leadership programs that we run, which is right through from kind of primary school sports crew, which is kind of little leaders within the playground. um, And then right up to secondary uh, leadership academy program, which is training kind of our higher quality leaders and giving them um, kind of qualifications that can go towards university courses and things like that. Uh, Data collection and monitoring, which is increasingly a bigger part of my role. Um, Yeah. Things like um, targeted projects like Change for Life, Girls Fitness. um, And I mentioned some of the uh, festivals that we run 
um, their kind of more targeted events enabling or engaging children that had never represented their school before so there might be kind of the less sporty children giving them an opportunity to take part in a big event um, and basically the kind of day-to-day -day administration of the partnership and the staff that we have. It's been it's been an amazing journey because I remember um, the Mid-Sussex Active or Mid-Sussex School Sports Partnership probably at its outset years ago. Yeah um, yeah. With John Franks yeah and the like and Lorraine getting yeah. started having all that money coming in and I can remember yeah. vividly going into schools for the very first time you know they gave me some money the golf foundation gave me some money and I'd never been in schools and oh my goodness me I mean that was uh, 15 years ago 12 yeah, years ago it's um it's changed a lot since then um obviously back in the in the good old days of the school sport partnership kind of program or network which was a national program um every area in the country was kind of linked up um with school sport partnerships every school was um was kind of geographically linked with cluster primaries and things like that and um the, the funding unfortunately um was cut just before we had the london 2012 olympics and um which obviously meant kind of huge upheaval for those schools that um you know kind of relied on school sport partnerships for support with pe and school sport um and we really saw, unfortunately, the network kind of, um, you know, dissolve in, in lots yeah. of other areas across the country. But um, we were really lucky in Mid-Sussex because of the likes of, you know, my predecessors and um, colleagues that have worked tirelessly with, in, you know, building relationships with head teachers to kind of keep some sort of network and partnership going. Um, and I was really lucky to, to be able to take you know have the responsibility to take this forward really over the last well six years I've been doing this now is that how long so it is yeah oh, wow. so yeah it's, it's a while and um it every year is different in that you know we have to move with the times we have to look for external funding in order to keep going you know as everyone knows staffing costs go up and um, unfortunately you know the relationships that we have with clubs are really strong in the area but they don't have the capacity to support with so many kind of so much provision as well you know there's um a kind of a lot of pressure on on keeping the partnership going in terms of that, those relationships with schools but we're really lucky that we have that and we have um that that buy-in I suppose and that support from our schools we we actually support over 50 primary and secondary schools in the local area which is obviously quite a big number um so we try and keep as many as that you know all the head teachers happy and make sure that our model is not one size fits all but we're very kind of adaptable and um can can support schools in lots of different ways depending on what they want to focus on yeah and i think it's really interesting you know for the people that are listening you know the focus coaches teachers parents to know that people like yourself and organizations like yourself are out there you know not just in the mid-sussex area but there are people like yourself and organizations like yourself everywhere that yeah create that opportunity in schools and then link those opportunities and not just to participate in sport and to compete but like you say through leadership I mean you know my two have both got involved in all of that and absolutely loved it and it gives them an extra arm to sport you know so they love sport love doing it but that leadership and the coaching and the what they can do around it I think is is tremendously valuable yeah absolutely and that's something that we're really proud of we're seeing students come through our whole leadership journey now right through from kind of when they did sports crew or little leader training at primary and then becoming 
you know, selected by their PE staff um, or by their PE teachers in secondary schools to be part of the Leadership Academy and then going on to be, you know, part of our Young Coach Academy and then going on to university. And actually, we've had a few. This just shows my age now. (laughs) Coming back and actually completing their teacher training and coming back to be PE teachers within some of our local schools. So, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So what I was keen to find out from yourself was around that sort of experience that children should, will and Mm -hmm. should and be getting within PE and physical activity in schools around their first experiences in schools. Yeah. And then and then how that then looks when they go out of school for their first experiences of sport as a as children as a family. So, again, I was I was keen to get your insight from a sport PE physical activity perspective rather than just obviously as you know it can be a bit golf heavy for me um, <laughs> so what what does that look like so what would a first experience of sport PE and physical activity look like for children in, in a primary school setting do you yeah um well I mean you could kind of take it back even before primary age really um looking at young children kind of preschool age I suppose right. um the first experiences of actually being physically active. I mean, we're not really talking about sport here. We're talking about kind of physical movement and activity um, and how young children spend much more increasingly more um, more time in kind of sedentary, um, like whether they're strapped into buggies or car seats and things like that from kind of preschool age. Um, they don't necessarily get the chance or not as much get the chance to practice their kind of emerging motor skills and strengthening their heart, their lungs and their muscles. Um, so it's really all about how families and um, parents have that kind of responsibility to really encourage children to be um, as physically active as, as they can be, really. Um, and obviously those sedentary behaviours um, can uh, can lead into, you know, ha- a- a habits for adults um, going into to adult life that can then, you know, last a lifetime. Um, on the positive side of that, or on the flip side of that, obviously, we know that a good habit of physical activity will last a lifetime. And we know that physical activity kind of helps kids not only keep fit and lowers the risk of obesity, but um, that it also helps them kind of concentrate, improves behaviour and attention. It can teach them about kind of fair play and teamwork and things like that um, when they kind of come into, you know, playing sport when they're maybe a little bit older. So there's so many aspects to physical activity that's so important to children growing up. Um, You know, there's there's evidence to to say that the power of sport and play um, can improve mental health and physical well-being as well so um you know you've got aspects of physical activity and sport that can help people with coping mechanisms and they can become more confident have better low, a higher self-esteem um and have i suppose a more positive view on physical activity that will then lead them into kind of adulthood and and hopefully last like i said last a lifetime um I don't know if that answers your question. I haven't really that's for, no, spoken think, about uh, PE, but that's kind of no. in a nutshell. <laughs> I love that. I love what you just said there. So it's that as adults, so it's not just on the parents, but as, as adults, because I always tend to sort of class adults, coaches, teachers, we're all in this together. We have a responsibility for children to be physically active. Yeah. Now, you know, if we all probably abided by that mantra, that rule, 
do you know what? A lot of good things will probably happen. Absolutely. And I think PE is essential to the development of a child and the development of their motor skills and children becoming kind of physically literate. Um, But that PE or essentially that physical activity starts before they even get to PE, if that makes sense. So um, before you could, you know, use the example of before a a child kind of learns to play sport in kind of inverted commas, they will have hopefully, by being physically active uh, active and physically literate, they will have developed kind of hand-eye coordination, uh, strong body movements, which will then help them move better and develop, you know, better posture and things like that that are kind of really key to just the, the development of a child rather than the development of them playing sport, if that makes sense. Totally. So, so how about this? And again, I'm, I'm thinking as we talk here, first experience of children sh- could, should be play, physical activity, Absolutely. physical education, sport, all moulded into Absolutely. one. Absolutely. I mean, it's never too early for them to start being physically active. Um, you know, no. a workout doesn't have to be what we see a workout as, as lifting weights or running miles. Um, you know, parents or Um, adults I suppose working with young children need to think of exercise as leading an active lifestyle so kind of teaching children from a really early age that actually it's fun to be physically active um, and and that should be the emphasis because that's what's going to kind of carry them forward into um, hopefully into adulthood Um, some ideas like I mean the work we've been doing on social media recently around promoting some of our at-home learning um, programs and um, we've been getting fantastic feedback from parents and from teachers, you know, saying that kids have been taking part in like, you know, turning up the music and having a kitchen dance party and stuff like that. that they're doing yeah, with families yeah. at home. That's not, you know, that's not sport. That's not taking kids to play, you know, in a first 15 rugby fixture. But it's certainly yeah. as beneficial of getting them moving and getting their heart rates up and getting them used to how that feels to be active. Um, things like, you know, maybe for older children, one of the um, schools has, has said that they're having like weekly sports nights. So they pick like a different sports game um, and they might play it out in the garden or they might just have like pick some challenges and things like that um, that they do on a weekly sports night or signing up for like a charity run or a walk or something like that. Yeah. So... Yeah, there's plenty of ideas. So maybe as a society and maybe as adults, we should be less prescriptive around play sport or a particular sport and say, come on, let's just do something. Let's just play. Let's just do some physical activity. Let's just do some sport. It doesn't have to be any specific sport. And let's throw it into the mix and see where it lands for us as a family yeah that's a that's an excellent way of explaining it definitely I think that family approach is really key um and that's what's going to give the kids the confidence in then taking it forward when they go to school and they are kind of learning more about sport as such because they're comfortable and they've they've had the experiences of being physically active at home um you know and that's when you see children really progress through the sport pathway because they have that that kind of foundation of um of being physically active um to start with okay so just just following on from this this is brilliant this is really good just following on from this then so maybe the first experiences should be a melting pot of play physical activity pe sport but then 
we, we probably want to try and leave introducing the formal aspect of sport till as late as possible and until children or families have experienced a, a sort of a wealth of different activities. I think it's really important to give children the opportunity to experience as much, um, you know, as they can. I mean, it's not a case of, you know, carting kids around to five different after school clubs, you know, for each day no. of the week. But because um, that's not, you know, humanly possible and I think that would um, drive anyone uh, crazy any parent crazy but um, as well as financially as well um, yeah, but I think it. that um, you know that's where schools really can play a part I suppose in in kind of giving children the opportunities to experience different um, different sports if you're kind of using sport as a model now um, moving on from the physical activity um, element you know um, things like again we're really lucky in mid sussex that we have um or the schools are really lucky in mid sussex that we have the partnership to provide them with yes. a very extensive and varied calendar of events you know we run over 70 events like i said they're festivals and competitions but in um, a multitude of different sports there's over 22 different sports on that calendar that, that schools can opt in or out of you know they don't have to enter everything but there's that opportunity there to give children a taster of something um you know different it might not be cricket rugby hockey or whatever or football it might be coming along to a fitness event or it might be you know um having a, a go a go with try golf or um you know something like that that's a bit different um it might be yeah. focusing on an individual sport as opposed to a team sport um giving children all of those experiences i think um, is really key uh, for school age children. I think that that's wonderful. I really like that. And and I think then, and again, I'd be interested to get your thoughts that when children do show that sort of, and I've, I've come across it recently, that obsession, that obsession to a particular activity or sports, you know, then that might be the time to consider, right, let's go at this a bit. Let's give this a bit of extra time, a bit of extra resource while still, providing other opportunities as well but you know once they do show that obsession of watching it on the tv playing it in the house talking about it all the while thinking about it you know then then you might start to put a bit of time and effort into it at a certain stage or age. yeah absolutely and i think that's where um we've got to kind of i suppose rely on uh, national governing bodies to a certain extent to provide and work on that pathway um from you know school sport into club sport um taking them into that kind of pathway to you know going from a from a school environment to a club environment where they then might attend training sessions and um and things like that and improve on other aspects of the sport like fitness and game play game knowledge and stuff like that really um and i also think as well it's it's um quite a a good thing as well for children to have that focus so um it's not necessarily a kind of you know physical thing but it's also a mental thing as well when when children kind of get older um it's nice for them to have that focus on on something that um you know is not they you know something different to the norm that them going to school every day it's a escapism to yeah. um something else um that they might enjoy in a, on a different level yeah, and I think that that's probably got to, there's probably going to be a balance maintained because it would seem that, and again, my children probably less so, but there seems to be an obsession nowadays with screens and gaming and things, which I think is 
fine to a point if there's a balance. And that's probably where as parents or adults, we can then add that balance by adding in, as we've said, that play, physical activity, PE, sports, exercise. Yeah, and I definitely think you've touched on something there around um, the increasing kind of pressure, I suppose, on kids using screen, you know, having screen time. Um, actually, one thing that the pandemic and COVID has taught us is that um, there are a lot of sport clubs and a lot of sports in general that have had to adapt to, um, you know, not being able to have, you know, children there to do their training and their practice with face to face and physically. But actually, there's so much resource now online around keeping kids active and, and in, you know, encouraging them to take part in sport from the comfort of their own home as well and um, which which is yeah. which is a really positive thing and it's definitely something that we are looking to embed as part of our um offer and support to schools in the future i mean from a from a professional point of view um with mid sussex active we've had to obviously adapt this year on what support we're providing to schools and we're doing a lot of teacher training online. We've written P plans that go out to schools every week, which they're, you know, in, embedding as part of their home learning. Um, you know, and we've also got this, the school games virtual um, challenges as well, the winter games, which is launching in a couple of weeks time, which are, are all things that we've had to adapt and create over the last year. Um, and yep. they are things that we will absolutely be taking forward in um, you know, in, in kind of encouraging children to um, access even after the, the, you know, when they return to school. It's interesting, it's interesting, isn't it? How, you know, nine months or however many months of it is of sort of non-delivery has, you know, for us especially, and by the sounds of it for you, it's given us time to sort of review and reflect where we're at. So actually when, the, when we are able to go back to delivery, the delivery with everything else we've learned will be strong yeah, for absolutely. it. That's really, really good. Um, my goodness me, Holly, there's a lot of good stuff that's come out today. <laughs> I think I've probably, yeah, you were, yeah, were... I've just uh, talked at you for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. There you were worried that you might not have anything to say. Um, I'm going to listen back to this. It's going to be amazing. So for people that would like to maybe get in touch with you again, coaches, parents schools where do they find you absolutely yeah well we're um we're we have a website obviously midsussexactive.org.uk um we're we're doing quite a bit of work at the moment um with obviously a lot of online learning and things like that and um kind of virtual meetings and things with people so we're doing quite a bit of work with our social media so instagram and twitter um, we're always posting resources and things like that online um, on there um, linking with with some of our key partners as well to promote some of the amazing work that they're doing as well um, so yeah just just kind of check out us on, on twitter and instagram really um, and we'd be happy to help amazing holly thank you so much for Brilliant. your time no today. worries thanks neil and have you. a lovely day